like what you're hearing right now, then be sure to check out VOC Nation. Whether it's on VOCNation.com or your favorite podcast provider, VOC Nation offers the greatest in live and on-demand content, great interviews, and incredible insight from those who have lived the business. Seven days a week, VOCNation.com. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at VOCNation. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Hey, this is Earl Heldman, I'm, I'm in the room with Katie, Stroh, and Kathy. What a night it was. Up and down, in and out. Damn right it was. Damn right I did go there. In the room. I was there. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network at VOCNation.com. Brady Hicks here, and uh, what a show do we have tonight. Uh, we're going to have some fun, of course. Uh, Kathy's going to be joining us in a little bit, I think. But right now, we actually have Matt Grimm with us. What's going on, Matt? How you doing? Oh, here, here we are again, Brady. Elimination, Chamber Wake, Raw, Sleeper Hold. Plenty to talk about. <laughs> you make it sound so exciting uh, <laughs> compelling yeah yeah put a sleeper hold on that crowd and put them all to sleep brother yep yeah nobody does it like wwe <laughs> uh howard morgan howard morgan joining us as well what's going on howard not much and i i think i'm in the same thought pattern as matt because i we are already removed from the Elimination Chamber and, and an episode of Raw, and I, I think I think Dominic, Dominic nailed it when he had the yawn going on. <laughs> he had <is> a treasure. <laughs> well, you know, and, and I thought about it too. Like, what what has he done that makes everybody hate him as much as they do? I mean, I love it, but what has he really done? I and I really, I, I narrowed it down to one thing, I think, and that's it. But I, I wanted to get your thoughts before I threw my point out there. I, I think uh, people hate his deadbeat dad so much. Well, this is, you know, he, right, he can't, right, he can't control who his deadbeat dad is. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's more fun when she is here. Uh. <laughs> but, but I think that is his defining moment is 
turning on his dad. That's all he's done since he got here. And the crowd just hasn't forgotten it yet. Well, I think it's I think it's his relationship with Rhea. Uh, I I think that's part. You know what it is, really. And, and you know, some people will admit it. Some people won't admit it. Um, but the bottom line is that when they boo like that, it isn't really heat. I mean, it is, but it's, it, it, it's, it is. Real, it's appreciation. He has like captured Eddie Guerrero and taken him to like. This dark level, and I think it's awesome personally. I, no, I, no, I, I listen. I love it. I, I do. But if you hear, you know, obviously you can't hear what he's really saying half the time. But the booze that he got, you know, especially on Monday night, and then the pop that Rhea got when she came out were two completely different dynamics and two completely different reactions to the same group in the same fa- or same people in the same faction. Honestly, right. Right. And I love it. I, you know, it just this kid goes out there and all he's got to do is start to say something and the crowd shuts him down. <laughs> yeah. And I would say it's manufactured, but it, it can't be manufactured to the extent that they're doing it. So no, it's, it's, it's really cool. And, you know, Judgment Day had that kind of stare down with Imperium. And Matt, like for me, it just kept coming back to during the Attitude Era when like you didn't really have baby faces and heels per se. It was a lot like that. Yeah. Like that was actually one of the more interesting things from last night because like judgment day is in a weird spot right now where like, I think a year ago judgment day was as flat and ice cold as you could get. And really over the last few months, like between Rhea and, and priest, especially like, that faction has just like gotten a shot in the arm and they've got new life again Um, to the point that I feel like they are one of the hotter acts in WWE. Um, And like, yeah, it was, it was strange because it's sort of like, you know, priest is clearly still a heel, but like, didn't you kind of want to see him pop Gunther in the face last night? (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> wasn't there some part of you that 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 wanted priest to lay him out yeah like i think yeah, yeah and finally he like he's putting the pieces together now and, he, and he's he's i think he's really figuring out how to how to get over and how to how to be interesting in in a modern context well and let, let's take you back a couple of months that you know they didn't have the hype man in our truth until all of this skyrocketed yeah. So don't sell our truth short, okay? Yeah. Let's, let's, not, <laughs> let's, let's not discount that, right? I'm just yeah. saying. I was going to bring that up. Like, our truth has been, like, huge as far as, like, I, I, I swear to God, what they must do is they, they take, like, anybody who's borderline about to fall off and they pair them with our truth and they get over. Well, you know, it either we saw, tanks like, them or they get over. If you're Alpha Academy, that's the nail in the coffin. If you're Diamond Mine, <laughs> yeah. that's the nail in the coffin. If you're well, what do you mean? I think Day, if they put our worked. did they put our truth with those guys? I don't remember that. As soon as he came back, he he had them. Oh, they they like were doing like serious, yeah, joking, yeah, it, yeah. Vince McMahon. It wasn't long. Comedy. No, it, it, yeah. it lasted a few weeks, but it was I, it was bad. I think they didn't see it through. I, I think it. I mean, God, he helped <laughs> Carmella. 
for crying. Like, <laughs> dance break, you know? Like, it was incredible. It's archery. I, I don't know. I mean, you, you see what he did with Judgment Day. Um, you see what he's kind of doing now with, like, um, God, I want to call them DX. That's how over, like, archery is. The, oh, DIY. DIY. You got DIY, you know. And I, and I love that he confuses them for DX. It's it's great. It's amazing. It really is. <laughs> and it's hokey and all that. And it's like, it's everything that I hate about wrestling. But for some reason, when R-Truth does it, it's great. There's like this like clip from a couple years ago. I, I don't know if you guys saw this or if you remember it. Um, where R-Truth, like, so the whole thing was like backstage. They made a bet. Can R Truth get Brock Lesnar to pop to laugh? Can can he break him? You guys remember this? Yeah, 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 no, yeah, I, yeah. I remember. Yeah, Brock, Brock comes out with Paul Heyman. They're talking about the Royal Rumble. R Truth comes out and he declares himself for the Royal Rumble, and then uh, he talks about how he's going to beat the biggest opponent ever, whatever, blah blah blah. And then he points at Paul Heyman, and Brock just starts busting out laughing. And then Paul yeah. Heyman's like, "You idiot!" You know. I'm not in the Royal Rumble. Brock Lesnar is, and he's like, "Well, then I undeclare myself." <laughs> he like left the ring. Was... <laughs> he's great. He's yeah. Well, I mean, he's been around what 20, 22, 23 years. So he has. It's it's interesting. It's interesting you say that. And by the way, the number to call in tonight. Uh, well, it's not really a number anymore. I always want to say that because of old habits dying hard but you can see it there on the bottom of the screen if you're if you're streaming this it's it's um just go to the incognito browser and visit callvoc.com and that'll put you right into our queue here uh granny is on hold i think she's having some tech issues but we're going to try and get her on shortly just to uh to talk with her um where was i i got sidetracked there god don't get out don't get old matt um crap too late uh, I know. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> seriously. Um, what was I saying? Our truth. Oh, I know oh. what it was. You talked about him being around for like 23, 24 years, right, Howard? Is yes. That what you said? Yeah. Some, somewhere along them lines. WWE put out this factoid, and I found it amazing because it is an outright lie. It is an outright lie. They said our truth is the longest reigning, the longest tenured member of WWE's roster because he's been with the company since 1999. Think about That's it. not accurate. No, it's not accurate at all. He left for like 10 years to go to TNA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't with the company for like a decade in there. <laughs> right. Right. It's funny. Yeah, he came it's back funny. in what, like, like yeah. 2008, 2009, something like right? that? Right, yeah. Now, He's like, been if with I'm like, then. I mean, if I'm Randy Orton or John Cena, I'm pretty pissed. <laughs> and, like, technically, isn't The Rock a member of the roster again now? Like, if you want to go, like, with the person who's who started earliest, it, it's not accurate for our truth either at this point. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, R-Truth was basically gone as long as The Rock was. That's why it, like, kind of baffled me. And and then I was like, okay, well, maybe they're just trying to, like, get him over. I don't see what point it serves, you know. If they were saying, like, 
Well, first of all, I don't understand the point in lying at all. That that's like one of those like Vince McMahon tricks. Just, just where, yeah, like, a useless lie. It's not it true. Serves no purpose. It's not true. It was why when like AEW ran in Wembley last year, I wanted them to say that their attendance was like ninety three thousand three hundred seventy two. Right. <laughs> you know, everybody knows it's a lie, but at least then they beat WrestleMania three. So anyway, I don't understand the point in lying. Um, it doesn't really get our truth over. I don't see how our truth benefits from it. Um, they're basically just saying he's old, I guess. I don't know. I, it's, it's such a strange thing for them to position it that way anyway, because of everyone that age who's still wrestling, our truth looks like he has fa- like forget going to TNA. I think he was in South America and he found the fountain of youth somewhere. Like he he, <laughs> yeah. he got Ponce de Leon's like, like notes and tracked it down. <laughs> he, 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 he was drinking whatever Dick Clark was drinking for years. Yeah. So, cause that guy didn't age for decades. <laughs> and I love his whole shtick. How like John Cena was his favorite wrestler growing up and, uh, like he's he's older than John Cena. It's, 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 he's in his fifties. He's forgotten all about little Jimmy and yeah. yeah. Well, I I got a feeling he's gonna just do a random like callback to him at some point. You know, I'm sure it's coming. And if not, I mean, do you think it, you think it was an idea? I mean, do you think it was like it, it was part of a Vince McMahon era of wrestling when stuff could be a little bit more overtly racist and uncomfortable like i don't know do you think he would go back to it did it have that kind of tone to it oh i never thought about that i assumed that if our truth was on board with it it was okay i mean maybe not maybe not but like how are you gonna say no yeah. to vince mcmahon when he's your yeah. boss you know even That's if you're true. uncomfortable with it like well, i mean I look at I Look at Booker T. Like, yeah, and like, well, when Truth <laughs> came out dressed as like a like 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 a Confederate soldier that one time, like, oh, I forgot about that too. I was like, yeah, oh my god, I was like, how can he be comfortable with this? I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't know, but like, yeah, there's a lot of slime. Like, if you look back, you don't, you know. Yeah, yeah, there, there, there's a lot of WWE program from then that doesn't age well at all. Song of the South, but at least Disney has the excuse that it was like 1940 when they when they made that. Yeah, yeah. Like well, Vince like, McMahon's doing that stuff in like 2012. Like, yeah. Oh God, Vince, why? Like, listen, when I was like a little, little, little kid, apparently one of my favorite books in the library was Little Black Sambo, the kid that ran around the tree until he turned into butter, and it was like this whole like. Apparently, it was like one of the most racist books of all time. And I had no idea, but my point being at some point I grew up and that wasn't my favorite book. Yeah. We're talking about a 60 year old man was doing this stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. Of like a publicly traded company. Right. Like a child could not be blamed for liking that story when he's four years old, but right. I just know. liked that he turned into butter. Right. Like, like, yeah. Like, you're not, <laughs> like when you're four years old, you're not looking at it from a, from a, from a perspective of racism or anything like that. Right. Exactly. But, yeah. But Vince McMahon certainly like knew better at that point in his life. I would think yeah, so. We, it, yeah. We would assume that he's a reasonably intelligent man doing yeah. these kind of things. And if you're really not That's sure, you want to give Vince. Wanna, <laughs> yeah, seriously. If you want to give Vince the benefit of the doubt, though, just go to YouTube and type in Vince McMahon Booker T N word. And, yeah, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. That was on Raw. Yep. 
That was actually on Raw. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, I'm being charitable here. That was uncomfortable to watch. Yes. Yeah, that was like, in fact, I may be wrong here, but I think I actually stopped watching WWE for a couple weeks after that. I just didn't like that. I, no. you know, and nope. it's like, people be like, oh, yeah, well, Booker T parted. Well, Booker T had a job. And, and Vince McMahon's that his boss. That he liked it. But yeah, that doesn't mean he liked it. Does that mean he'll say he likes it if he thinks it'll protect his job? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And when Vince McMahon was around, R-Truth mostly likes to, uh, you know, shake his booty all around the ring. What What is that? I don't know. I'm probably just going off too much, but yeah, that, that annoys me. That annoys me. Yeah. <sighs> uh, um, so, you know, like I mentioned, if you guys want to call in, it's callvoc.com. I would do it from the incognito browser on your phone, your tablet, your computer. Uh, I also want to mention that in about 20 minutes, maybe a little bit more, we're going to be joined by independent wrestler Drew Hood. Drew is going to be part of the ECWA Super 8 tournament. March 23rd in Morganville, New Jersey. Tickets and information, ECWAWrestling.com. Let's go to the phones. We're going to bring on Granny and see how she's doing tonight. What's going on, Granny? Hey, everybody. How you doing? How's it going, Granny? I know you, you had a rough couple uh, couple days. Well, um, he actually passed away last Tuesday afternoon at 1.37 p.m. He's been gone a week. Wow. Yeah, very sorry, Granny. Thank you. I know it's tough. Well, they put him in a private room early Sunday morning, so I was able to stay with him there at the facility where he was at. I mean, I was only like less than five minutes from my house, but um, at least I got to be with him there, you know. Okay. Before he passed, so. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's really nice, Granny. Now, I noticed um, you've been going to a bunch of wrestling shows. Has that helped to, like, take your mind off stuff? Yeah. Uh, um, so, well, see, I went and got Anthony Friday, and we went to Miami, Oklahoma for Palooza, and we spent okay. Friday night and Saturday night. And Saturday, well, it was wrestling for a cause that put the show on to help o- Oklahoma Freedom Flight Tours. They help veterans fly to... Washington, D.C. to go to the memorials and things like that for free. Mm. So this was a big fundraiser for them that they helped with. And before the show started Saturday, they actually put a picture of David up on the screen and and they dedicated the show to David that night. And then this Saturday, Down South Championship Wrestling and Mulberry Fan Appreciation Night. And they're also going to be recognizing David and dedicating the show to him that night as well. So. Okay. Yeah, that's nice. You went to AEW too, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I went to AEW. I'm friend. I'm personal friends with the head of their security. 
He's oh, a good okay. friend of mine, and he got me a ticket. So I went to Tulsa Tuesday night, actually last Tuesday night, and spent the night Tuesday and Wednesday night, and I sat with his girlfriend at the show. So I was never on TV, but I, I was... I had decent seats and I got some really good pictures. And then, you know, of course, Sunday I went to Harrison for another wrestling show because Sunday was actually would have been David's 72nd birthday. Oh, man. Um, Jimmy Hart, we had Jimmy Hart at uh, Slimapalooza and um, hair at Mid States on Sunday. So, oh, nice. Yeah, Jimmy's a good personal friend, actually. Yeah. Done a lot of different stuff with him. Yeah, he is. He is a good friend. So he is yeah. a good friend. He's the hardest worker in the business. I'm not even kidding there, Matt. You know, because like, so like I, um, Bruce Wirt, our partner here. You know that 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 the my partner in this mm-hmm. VOC Nation business, as they call it. Uh, we're both involved in the tech sector. So like we'll see each other at like various conventions and stuff and he'll bring Jimmy Hart in for like, you know, these tech conventions because yeah. nerds, you know, yeah, yeah. Ner- nerds everywhere. And um, yeah, like I'll be talking to Jimmy and I'll be like, Oh, I got to fly to Tulipo. Then I got to fly to <laughs> Ohio. Then right after that, I have to hop on a red eye over to Vancouver. He's and, and then like he has WWE where like, if they call, he'll drop everything and just go run into uh, to wherever they need him. It's the funniest thing in the world, and he really does talk <laughs> like that. In case you were wondering, he the is the hardest working voice. guy. Yeah, and I don't know what he does with his hair. I'm guessing he takes it off at night. Um, <laughs> he uses like um, like hairspray to spray it a good seven or eight inches up. And then back into a glorious mullet that hides the bald head underneath. I don't know how he does it. I want to learn. Because I need to be doing this. It's amazing. You just need to pull him aside at one point. (laughs) I do, yeah. But how do you ask that? That's an uncomfortable question. I'm back, guys. I don't know what what happened. I'm back. I think you all lost me or something there momentarily. Yeah, you you dropped out. I just put you back on, so it's okay. Nobody knew. Yep. Um, I'm back. Yeah. Um, So, so Jimmy, Jimmy's, uh, Jimmy's funny, man. (laughs) Yeah. God, I got so many stories about him, but it's okay. It's not Jimmy Hart night, Granny. It's it's Granny Holster night. Well, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be the star of your show tonight. I mean, I'm just me, but I did get to slap one of my very good friends Saturday night at Slamapalooza. He was being the bad guy, and I actually got to slap him. Really? I see. So to me, slapping him sounds like a heel yep. move. Well, right. He probably didn't do anything wrong. He's probably minding pack. his own business. And then Granny just out of nowhere slaps him across the hey, head. No, 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 no. I, I can see yeah, that happening. Let, let me explain. Let, let me okay, explain, guys. Let me explain. Here we go. Bash at the Beach 96. It was a tag <laughs> team match. It was Sam Stackhouse. And it was Big Joe Helms. And it was uh, the guy from Punishment Company. Against Eric Redbeard, Leo Fox, and Riker. 
And Riker and Leo Fox and Redbeard won the match, fair and square, I'll have you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Sam comes over there and he's yelling at me and I said, I'm sorry, boys, you lost your match, you know, and everything. I'm trying to be nice. And Sam so comes up to me him. and he kind of you were grabs him. my I shirt. Get it. He kind of grabs my shirt and he whispered to me, he says, Granny, go ahead and slap me. I said, Can I? Because you know, in Arkansas you have to have a license. You know, Oklahoma's mm-hmm. a little bit different. And I said, I won't get in trouble. In Oklahoma and Arkansas. I did. I let him have it. And the crowd was like, whoa. (laughs) That sounds too sweet, Granny. Too sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Granny. We lost her again. <laughs> yeah, we lost her again. Now she's well, back. You just want to re- play now. Yeah, she, yeah. she's gonna just. When she comes back, she's just gonna recap why she dropped out again instead of just letting it go because nobody knew. <laughs> I gotta just put this on a loop. God, remember when like this song got people excited? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do. I can remember driving around listening to it in my car. <laughs> In our our late teens, yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) Friggin' Dennis Rodman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. But but I I gotta tell you, when I I ran into all of those guys from AEW on the flight... It, it, I, I gotta be honest. It, it did make me feel like a little kid again. Yeah, that's cool. Like, yeah, especially Tony okay. Schiavone. I mean, he was the guy that like I that. grew up watching, yeah. you know, on on TBS, and yeah. it was it was it was it was a really it was a really interesting visit. And every everybody that I talked to got pictures were super cool, and you know, it, it, it was a really you know in, interesting interaction. Yeah, no, that that is really cool. So you were telling us in the chat, just for the people listening at home. So you were on yeah. a flight for your suit for your shoot job. You were you were basically you were. Yes, yes, I was. I, I flew from Philadelphia to Atlanta on my way to Tulsa, and then from Tulsa I had to drive just outside of there to go visit a store. And I'm standing in in the airport in Atlanta at, in the at my gate, and I see this guy with a, had a had a really nice AEW wrestling jacket on. And I'm like. That doesn't look like a jacket like you buy like online, like yeah. And I'm like, that, it was a re- it was really nice looking. And then yeah. he walks over to this guy in like a long tan like overcoat. And I'm like, that looks like Tony Schiavone, but he's got a beard. And I'm like, I'm trying to like look but not get caught looking because I don't want to be a right. creeper. And so of course he they they all flew first class, so of course they boarded first. And I, I walked in and I looked over. I'm like. That's him. And I sat like literally one or two rows outside of first class because when I fly, I'm a little bit larger guy. So I try to fly Delta and I fly comfort class, which gives me a little more butt room and a little more leg room. Okay. And okay. The, the the airline attendant came up to him and, and said, Mr. Mr. Schiavone. And he was like, it's Schiavone. <laughs> yeah. She's, like, yeah. she's like, would you like Schiavone. anything to drink? And he's like, you know, just the water. And he, like he's pouring over paperwork. So then I saw Jay Lethal come in and literally he was like 
five or six rows behind me. And I'm like, that looked like Jay Lethal. And I'm not like, I'm, I'm more focused on Tony Schiavone because that's my, that was one of my guys growing up. So as the plane's landing, you know, of course now everybody stands up and then we're in the aisle and this guy turns around and his bag is right over my head in the overhead compartment. And it, he opens it up and I, I help him with the bag and I look at him like, that's Christopher Daniels. That's, <laughs> it's gotta be him. So I help him with his bag and there's a coat there. So I yeah. said, and I didn't let him know that I knew who he was yet. And I said, yo, I said, is this your coat? And he's like, no. And he's like, Claudio, is, is this your coat? Claudio. And he turns around and, 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 and there's Cesario. <laughs> I'm like, gosh, they, were all, they were all sitting in first class. So right. now I'm trying to get out. And I wanted to find Tony Schiavone first. Mm -hmm. I got a picture with him. I waited for Jay Lethal to come out. Got a picture of him. I mentioned Kathy's name and he got this big smile on his face and for whatever reason, he spoke highly of Kathy for whatever reason, but I'm not going to hold that against him. You should and, be you know. around. <laughs> <laughs> I've met Joe Lethal before. I've met Joe Lethal before. He's a really super nice guy. I did. So then, you know, you, you could have brought up the story how, like, we got drunk drinking ODB's uh, stash at a women's show. <laughs> so so I, I lose track of Christopher Daniels <laughs> and everybody else. And I'm like, all right, well... At least I got two out of the three or four or whatever. So I go down to get my car, and he, here comes Christopher Daniels walking across the parking lot to the to pick up his rental car. Wow! And I, I walked up to him and said, "Man, listen," I said, I, "I don't want to take up a whole lot of your time." I said, "But can I get a picture with you real quick?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, let's go." So I put my you know I put my phone on, and we're standing there, and it looks like we started dancing because the sun is washing us out. You can't really see it. So he's like, he's like, he's like, turn a little bit. So we're spinning and we get to a spot. He's like, all right, no, no, go back. We go back. No, no, go, go the other way. Go the other way. So we almost went almost a full circle before we got into where we could actually take a decent picture. And and he let me take his picture and we talked for a couple seconds and, and then away he went. But you know, it was I, pretty cool. I would, I would love to run into Christopher Daniels <clears throat> if, if, if for no other reason than like he was so important to like ECWA's history He's a two-time winner of the Super 8. He was like Jim Kettner's main guy for like five or six years. And like, it would just be really cool to kind of compare notes then versus now. You know what I'll I mean? I'll be playing that music in the background, Brady. Hicks. I hear there's, that there's music. No music there's no music playing. What are you talking about? There's no music playing. Right, there's no music playing. It's quiet. You want to delay? Yeah, but don't minute? play that music. I don't like that song. No, we have other songs we can play. I don't play. like that song. We have other ones. I don't know what song that was. So anyways, but you know yes, I but I because I got dropped I got dropped again or something, and so I didn't get to finish telling my story. Yeah. I'm listening. So anyways, so anyways, um, the crowd just went wild and everybody started the granny chant when I slapped Sam Stackhouse. And they're like, don't encourage her, don't encourage her, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I've met Jay Lethal before. He's a good guy. So, I enjoyed AEW, I really did. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I, um, Howard, I'm kind of jealous because the amount of times I've sat in, like, 
in Orlando airport just hoping that somebody would walk by that I knew or that I had a connection to. Um, it's been numerous, and it's never happened. <laughs> so I, I'm a little jealous. But I guess, you know, it's like it's like my mama used to say, you know, when you're looking for it, it's never going to happen. What is it, a watch pot never boils? A watch, yep, a watch pot never boils. That's the truth. That's the truth. I'm looking out for all these wrestlers, and all I keep getting are like Rat Boy. Now, Cora. <laughs> Disappointment. Ugh. Disappointing to everybody. It's for life, Granny. Oh, yeah, I know. So. Yeah. Uh, that is cool, though, Howard. That is really cool. No, it was, it was a really cool experience. So who, so, had, you know. who had the AEW jacket? Tony Schiavone? I, I, I have no idea. It was some heavier guy with a beard about Tony Schiavone's height, but probably about 70 pounds heavier. And he actually took the picture of me and Tony Schiavone. He was the one that took the picture. Okay. I thought you meant Schiavone had it on. And that's like the equivalent. Like I always say, like, you know, I'm surprised that like more like NFL players don't wear their jerseys around in public. It's kind of like that. You know? Right. I'm kidding. Yeah, but he would, I'm saying, he, he, he literally, he was working from the time he got on the plane till the time he got off. Whatever he was doing, he was marking up papers and almost looked like a teacher grading homework. Really? Oh, God. Yeah. yeah that's pain. That is painful. That is painful. Uh, I don't know, Granny. We're hanging in there. I mean, the best we can, so. Yeah. Well, it's a lot. And I can't even say it gets better. It just is different. It's Yeah, it's different. It's different. So, we'll be praying for you, Granny. I appreciate it. Thank you. No problem. Take care. Good old Granny Hulkster. Yeah. I, you know, before the guest comes on, I did want to talk a little bit about Elimination Chamber. Um, to me, the show, I don't know. It was like, I was disappointed. And I was going to say flat. Say, I was going to say, yeah, it didn't feel like a pay-per-view to me. It felt like a house show. It did. I mean, aside from, like, having, obviously, two Elimination Chamber matches, you know? Yeah, it's a strange thing to say about a show with two Elimination Chamber matches. Yeah. Honestly, the most impressive thing for me was that Rhea Ripley kind of deadlifted Nia Jax to do her finisher. I was impressed by that. One thing that jumped out to me during that whole thing... um, during the women's chamber match was how over Tiffany Stratton seemed to be. <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah. if it was like an Australia thing and, or what. And, and, and people were not happy when Liv Morgan eliminated her. I know. They were booing. I mean, I don't think it helps that even at this point, Tiffany comes across as the better wrestler than Liv Morgan. 
even though she's got way less experience at this point in her career. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I Tiffany Stratton, I, I kind of felt like she got called up a little bit too early. I, I understand why. Like, I can think of, like, I can think of probably two really good reasons why. But, I mean, I don't need to list them, obviously. Uh, I, I, I think. <laughs> Vince is gone. Not like Brady. that. Not Vince like that. <laughs> Yeah, he's probably still texting them, uh, booking. <laughs> Richard told him to call her up. I don't know. Like, there's other women on the roster, like on the NXT roster, that I felt like were like ahead of her in terms of like, I don't know. I, I want to say development, but that's not the right word. It's it's so difficult sometimes because like just going back to Liv Morgan for a second, and I don't have mm-hmm. anything against her, but like there's times where I still feel like she should probably go back to NXT for some some additional seasoning. Um, I think so. I think so. Like she's never quite put all the parts together promo wise in the ring. She she just she constantly looks like she's just thinking too much about what she's going to do next. I'm sure, yeah, it's probably like constantly thinking about all that stuff, you know? It's not like a second nature kind of thing. Like, yeah. Like, for example, like Bailey or like those Japanese girls, like they, they look to me like they're legitimately badass. Yes. It seems effortless when they're in there. Effortless. And I think Tiffany Stratton, I think she's forced in terms of like her persona. But I think her actually in ring work is is pretty decent. It's just a matter of getting comfortable without being too much into the gimmick. Yeah. Yep. But I couldn't shake the feeling like, you know, after watching that match, like, damn, like Liv Morgan might be in trouble. You know, because they just got another blonde girl who has everything that Liv has and and is younger and potentially maybe even slightly better. Yep. If she can nail, start nailing the promo stuff, she's somebody that they might be able to build around down the road. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, yeah, just for comparison's sake, I don't see that being the case with Liv Morgan. No. And like, if it were me, um, before Cora Jade tore her ACL or whatever she did, like to me, she's the one that was ready to get called up. But I mean, yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. I'm sure they're all going to get their shot at some point. It, everybody moves up while the, while other people move on, you know, and it kind of is what it is. So the, uh, the women's match was really good. You know, I, like I said, like you said, the, the, the Tiffany Stratton thing, like she's, she's over. She's definitely over. And um, I also thought from the men's one, the stuff with Logan Paul and Kevin Owens and just like, it was just great, you know? And I'm not even talking like it's great to watch Logan Paul get thrown around and get beat up or whatever, but like, like the facials, like, you know, Kevin Owens is like banging his head against the glass and like the, you know, like Logan Paul making this face, like this guy's a maniac. It was just good. It was just good all around. Um, yeah. I don't understand why they made a point of saying 
that it basically is bulletproof glass if they're going to throw people through it. It's such a silly <laughs> thing to say. Because they Why did would say it be that. bulletproof glass? Why would it be bulletproof glass? What, the well, only may, reason- maybe Arn Anderson was there with his Glock, and they just wanted to make sure nobody was going to be shot. Maybe. Maybe. Only <laughs> Ar- yeah. yeah. gave him some advice before he passed on, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I um, RIP to him, by the way. But no, when they said bulletproof glass, I just assumed that was their way of saying, nobody's going through this. This glass ain't shattering. We're not going to try and, like, get everybody all cut up. And instead, it was more like that stunt glass where like, you can go through yeah. it and break really easy. Because it yeah, like, doesn't hurt you. Yeah, like candy glass you know? almost. How great would it be to have like that kind of glass on like a, like a back patio or something and just like at a party, just go running through it head first and watching people's reactions? Oh, would be amazing. God. I it would wish be amazing. Jack Perry in that match. And then, you know, when he put somebody through it, he could have. He could have arranged that it was actually real glass in one of them. And then he could have turned to the camera and told CM Punk to cry him a river. Right. <laughs> right. So how long do you think it'll be before CM Punk comes back and is mad at Drew McIntyre for making a joke about being hurt for WrestleMania? I mean, September or October <laughs> is probably about right. Like, yeah. Like, I, I mean, it might, might, I don't know. I mean, What were they saying? Like six to nine months? So, is that what it is? That's probably about I, right. I'm asking. I'm I'm not 100% sure if that's what it is, but I mean that's about how long he was out in AEW when he tore the other one. Right. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, like I wouldn't expect him before September and it might even be as late as October or November. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I guess we'll see, but uh I I for so, one so don't know somebody. I think it's been good. Right. So he can he can re-debut in November again. That's great. That's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just just in yeah. time to to be to get hurt at the Royal Rumble. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. That well, speaking of hurt, is, is is Randy Orton legitimately hurt? I, I heard know. Drew was legitimately hurt. He he hurt his eardrum or something in, in the match. What happened with Randy? Well, I thought I, I'd have to go back and look, but I, I thought he I, I thought he tweaked his back or something. Ugh. Yeah. Well, we'll revisit all this in a little bit. We will, um, because joining us right now, and I'm really excited to have him. We have one of the featured participants in this year's ECWA Super Eight tournament. Look at that; he's jacked. Look at them right there. So you see the comparison, right? Uh, yeah, equal. No. equal. <laughs> it's, it's like before and after. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Before and after a bender. Uh, <laughs> joining us right now. Uh, so Drew Hood is with us, and and we're going to be. Well, we're, I'm really excited to talk with him. Like I said, he's going to be part of the Super 8 tournament this year. And uh, Drew, how you doing, man? I am doing phenomenal, fantastic, and absolutely incredible. How about you? I, I, they're all adjectives that I would say as well. Beautiful. It's, uh, it, it, it's, it's a good thing. It really is a good thing. Uh, for those maybe who don't know so much about you, Drew, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, boy. Uh, I could talk about me all day. Uh, so I guess uh, for, for starters, uh, I am an independent professional wrestler who loves to embody sports entertainment. That's why I call myself the Prince of Sports Entertainment, some royalty in a, uh, in a, in a controversial style of professional wrestling. A lot of people are a little iffy, maybe 50-50 on I love it, I hate it. I choose the far uh, I love it end of the spectrum. 
Um, I've been wrestling for about five years, coming up on six this August. I am loud. I'm obnoxious. Uh, people say I have either the most lovable or the most punchable. A little bit more heavy on that one face in all <laughs> professional wrestling. Right. Uh, so you have a lot in common with Brady right now, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. Apparently. <laughs> uh, look, just, you know, just brothers, but just not by blood, I guess. But, you know, it... <laughs> The uh, oh, what else is there about me? Uh, what was the same? My dating profiles, uh, six foot two, long walks on the beach, uh, music tastes very <laughs> on a week by week basis. Uh, love the gym, I love uh, food, I love cooking, I love traveling. Uh, boy, but in all seriousness, with professional wrestling, I hope to bring a certain oh different kind of pizzazz a different kind of style to the super eight tournament i think i'm going to be bringing a, a charismatic outlook that uh all of my prestigious opponents in this tournament uh certainly will not be expecting i'm hoping to bring uh, something different to the table okay now you talk about something different maybe for people who have seen or, or maybe have never even been to a super eight tournament what can they expect what can we expect? Uh, well, uh, as a movie trailer might say, you can expect drama. You can expect action. I don't think romance is on the card, but then again, who, who knows? Uh, you can expect uh, high flying. You can expect technicality. You can expect brawling. You can expect literally just a clash and a mix of all kinds of styles. They say that professional wrestling, like an ice cream shop, has a bunch of different flavors. With this Super 8 tournament, all those flavors are in one place on one evening, and that makes for a phenomenal night of professional wrestling and sports entertainment. Now, that sounds really cool. Uh, now, on a personal level, I'm guessing you've been a fan for a long time, right? I have been a fan for a very, very, very long time. Not my entire yeah. life. I wasn't born out of the womb watching WWF, but I have been a fan for you know well over three-fourths of my lifetime, yes. I was going to ask how much the uh, Super Eat tournament actually meant to you. So uh, I've got some people that I've shared locker rooms with that have done the Super Eight tournament before. And uh, whenever the announcement came out about it, uh, they were all just giving me all kinds of advice and just telling me, you know, stay safe, have fun, enjoy yourself. This is a huge prestigious tournament. And I mean, we've seen the promotional material for it. We've seen the video recaps. We know who's been in this tournament and it cannot be overstated how important it is this is this could be a career making moment this could be a stepping stone into brighter lights and bigger futures this is a tournament that well most of independent wrestling knows about wants to be a part of but there's only that eight that gets in so it's uh the prestige of it is just ever so high and it climbs higher every year like you said, you've been doing this for about five years now. Have you had that pinch me moment? One of the listeners wanted to know that. Oh, pinch me moment. So pinch me, I'm dreaming. Uh, actually, that kind of uh, came pretty recently. Um, so okay. I was in front of some very important eyes. We'll just put it that way. Some very important okay. eyes in some very high places. And uh, I did uh, did some work for them. And to essentially be told uh, to my face, eye to eye, there's something to you. You're the guy. There is something that can be developed into a money-making attraction one day. That was a pinch me. Are we sure about that? Do I need to wake up right now? Am I okay? And uh, that was that was definitely uh, a vindicating moment. We'll just put it that way. Because as most wrestlers know, 
it's a lot of long nights. It's a lot of long drives. It's a lot of lost money and it's a lot of hard work to get to certain points like that. So it makes it all worth it. Sure. And I think that's one of the really cool things about Super 8. I don't know how much thought you've put into it, Drew, but uh, it's played a huge role in just kind of putting awareness on certain performers. Mm-hmm. You know, like Austin Aries wasn't Austin Aries when he did the Super 8 the first time or Christopher right. Daniels or whatever the case may be. Have you given thought to that? Like how much the tournament has helped to kind of elevate the way people are perceived? A thousand percent. Uh, this this is going to be, for me personally, speaking from my perspective, obviously I would love to win the Super 8 tournament and I'm fully confident that I do have the ability to do so. But I do see this as a major opportunity to break in, not just into New Jersey, but the Northeast as a whole. I feel like this is me bringing my talents to new, fresh eyes that may not necessarily know who in the HE double hockey sticks I am. But when they see DH and HD live for the first time and they go, hold on, this big, blonde, beautiful son of a gun just stole the entire show. Oh, my God. Can we see more of this guy? And then maybe that could be the diving board into the pool of relevancy in the Northeast and beyond after that. So I do understand that the Super 8 holds a lot of weight into the future. Now, I'm sure you, uh, just because of the experience that you have, I'm sure you've started to do your homework on the opponents that potentially you could face at this tournament. Is there anybody in particular that like you kind of have on your checklist that you want to kind of mix it up with? (sighs) So, you know, I'm sure that every other participant, including himself, might say the same thing. Uh, whenever, just for some context, whenever the, the card, the graphic got dropped, it got a lot of attention and I got a lot of messages and I got a lot of, you know, oh my God, congratulations. There was one guy that said, you know, congrats, you're respectful. We're on a similar wavelength of professionalism. But old Darius Carter the ECW <laughs> champion. Yeah, he keeps coming there. up. Yeah, he, he decided to, you know, just throw out there, like, you know, just make sure, you know, you know whenever we get to it, just stay out of the way. It, I don't really know how everyone feels, but, you know, if you kind of, like, push my buttons a little bit, I start to go, okay, <laughs> okay, noted. Uh, so if there was <laughs> one, one choice, if I had the choice of picking whoever my first, second, last, whomever opponent would be, it would be Darius. Because not only would winning the Super 8 tournament mean that much more, but taking that nice championship he's got on his shoulder would also be a really nice added bonus. Now, I, I was going to ask you about that because obviously he is putting the title on the line in the tournament. And, uh, there haven't been a whole lot of, uh, in fact, I don't think it's ever happened where the champion came in, retained through three matches, and won the tournament. Mm-hmm. So there's a pretty good chance we're going to see a title change or two here. And I would love to be that guy. So, you know, just for those of you who may not know, down here in the southeast, um, out of the Carolinas, Georgia, Florida, just basically this entire territory, I have a habit of being a belt collector of sorts. Uh, it's usually within like six months of me being in a promotion or a company, I'll have gold around my waist at some point in time. So who's to say that ECWA for night one for me and the Super 8 tournament doesn't end with not only a trophy, but also a nice brand new shiny championship. I don't know. Who's to say? No, I was going to ask you because you've had a lot of success on different independents. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what is it about a performer that can come in? And just kind of take over like that. What, 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 uh, what is it that brings that to the surface? 
I would say, and, and this is all going to sound so braggadocious. So like, you know, bear with me here. I, I know I got a big head and all that. And I, you know, I come across as very, very confident in myself and egotistical. But for me, what I dedicate myself to is not just the in-ring. I work on brand. I work on persona. I work on, you know, the DH and HD as a presentation. I'm in the gym five to six times a week. I'm working uh, on connections. I'm working as hard as I can to be a, a, a centerpiece of wherever I go uh, to stand out from the entire rest of the show. Because right now, wrestling is in such a boom period. There is so much talent. It is absolutely bonkers. It is insane. The amount of, like, just it's it's almost next to impossible to stand out at this point. But I take that in a friendly competition kind of mindset where I'm like, okay, you're killing it. Watch me kill it and then try and step up the game a little bit. So everywhere I go, I always try to watch matches from that show. I always try to study the product. I always try to look for what kind of role or you know hole or void could I fill that they may not necessarily have. Uh, and you know, just being being me apparently is just enough to do it. <laughs> but Drew, I got a question for you, unrelated to the Super Eight, because you seem to be a student of your craft, and you seem like you know your history a little bit. Past, past or present, if there was one guy, any promotion that you could lock up with, who would it be, and why? <laughs> this, this goes in the same vein <laughs> as like everybody saying. You know, these are my top five favorites. Someone asked me the other day, just for some context, like, who is your favorite of all time? I can't answer that because there's so many options. But if I had to, if, if there was if there was a gun pointed in my head and I had to pick, I'm going to say my personal choice would be we're going to go with, you know what, we're going to go with Jackie Fargo. I'm going to go with Jackie Fargo right now. He is a, okay. uh, yeah, he, uh, wow. he, he, I think, I think that would be just, it would be such a study moment of how to crowd control, how to just, it, he's just so stupidly entertaining. And it, and it's so hard to find tapes on guys like him these days because it's like VHS or, you know, maybe some like really grainy footage, but anything that I do find on him is just blah, chef's kiss. It's so good. I, I, I almost had you pegged as a Tully Blanchard kind of guy. I love Tully. Oh, my God. Tully, man. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I could have said <laughs> Arne Anderson, right. Arne Blanchard, Gorgeous George, Rick Flair. Like, I had so many people in mind, but, like, for whatever reason, I'm just thinking to myself, you know, you know, Sputnik Monroe or just somebody. But, like, yeah, you know, uh, Jackie Fargo was the first one that I thought, you know, I would love to do some Memphis, do do some Memphis loose with Jackie Fargo and see how that would go. Just to that's just to cool. feel that electricity and energy. Yeah, that that's a student answer right there for sure. Yes, it is absolutely. And, and think about how many people like Jackie Fargo influenced. You know, oh that's cool. That is really cool. Absolutely. So, um, and again, we got Drew Hood on with us, uh, ECWA Super Eight. Uh, so Drew, mm -hmm. let's say it's five to ten years from now. Okay. Where do you think you'll be? Where do you see yourself? All right. I don't mean I don't mean where you're going to be situated, but where are you going to be in the industry? 
My belief is that within the next five to 10 years, my belief is that I will uh, be world traveled and world traveling. I believe that I will have finally, you know, as they say, uh, finally had like the true light bulb moment and discovered what the, you know, each individual performer's position in professional wrestling, sports entertainment is. I do fully believe that I will be, have had been on and be and will be on TV in some capacity. I, who's to say where, who's to say when, but I do fully believe that I have that ability and capability to be there one day. Uh, within five to 10 years, I would also like to, oh, what that be, 10 to 15 years in, I would like to be not necessarily fully training, but like coaching in some capacity as well. I think I do have, even though I'm very limited, I'm a fresh cup of coffee in professional wrestling. I do think that I do have some weird knowledge already uh, that helps me stand above uh, others. But then again, I still have a lot to learn. I learn something new every day with wrestling. And it's, it's just, uh, I think within, you know, five to 10, 15 years, we'll just say 15 years. I would love to be coaching or training at some point in time as well. Well, I could definitely see all that. I, I could, um, having checked out a couple of your matches now, I, I see a lot of similarities with some of the guys that have competed in the tournament in the past, people that we've had on this show years mm -hmm. ago. So it's a, it's a really cool thing, Drew, and I wish you nothing but the best with this Thank tournament. You so much. Of Thank course, you. yeah. Uh, before we let you go, I have a huge favor to ask, if that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would you be able to record a bumper for us to play on the beginning of the show? Yeah. Well, what, what you need me to say? Uh, well... The idea is when you're big and famous, yeah, yeah. I'll be able to act like we were best friends the whole time. Oh yeah. Oh my god, we are best friends. We we sat and had coffee in the shop the other week. What do oh, you mean? Yeah, for Wait, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, know, you you guys are invited for dinner like uh, this next Thursday. So like, you know, I'll I'll have the uh, chicken rice and broccoli ready for everybody. Oh yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we'll do Friendsgiving together, oh, you know. It'll beautiful. be it'll be great. Uh, no. <laughs> so Drew, so the name of the show is in the room. If you could just tell people who you are. Remind them that they're listening. That they're listening to in the room. We'll uh, we'll be good. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to one of the most prestigious talk shows in the entire scene today. In the room, and this this is a verified message from yours truly, the prince of all things sports and entertainment, the conductor of the hood hype train, telling each and every single listener right now to be everything you always wanted. As it says on the merchandise, B, yeah. I love it. Thank you so much for the time, Drew. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, March 23rd, ecwarrestling.com for tickets and information. Drew Hood, one of the featured performers for the Super 8. Take care, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, there you have it. The one and only, the hype train. <laughs> the hype train. I like that. <laughs> That was very good. Absolutely. Yeah, no, he's a good guy. I, I, I like him. I'm, I'm excited. He's one of those performers. I think it's going to be really cool to kind of see emerge at the Super 8 tournament. Uh, I, you know, and and uh, for, for as young as he is, I'm, I'm surprised he went as far back as he did with Jackie Fargo. That kind of surprised me a little <laughs> that is, bit. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a good one. That's that a good one, yeah. Answer. Yeah. Um, so with that said – 
And by the way, uh, apologies to ECWA. I made this nice little banner thing. I forgot to play it for about half the interview, but you can see it scrolling across the bottom now. I'll leave it through the commercial break as well if people want to check out ECWAWrestling.com, ECWA1967 on all forms of social media. Uh, We're going to take a quick commercial break, and on the other side, we'll be back at it. Don't forget, of course, callvoc.com from the incognito browser on your phone, tablet, or computer. And uh, we will be right back. Hey, this is Total Package Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. VOC Nation's own Stroh Maestro suffered a major medical and financial catastrophe this year. From the VOC Nation family, to all of you, please continue to pray for Strom Maestro for his continued recovery. You can also donate to his cause, paypal.me slash The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In The Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then we uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get, get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Frisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hick, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, talking here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... 
Well, what's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think, uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing. Bruno was a hell of a champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. We're still after, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiants? Well, actually, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a the loss. Did didn't have anything to do Well, yes, but the whole thing is that the rules, as I always understood them, was that you, the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation radio network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Sometimes the world looks perfect. Nothing to rearrange Sometimes you just Get a feeling like you need Some kind of change No matter what this time Nothing's gonna stand in my way This flame in my heart Like a long lost friend Gives every dark street light at the end Brady, you're on mute Brady, you're muted How's that? Better. That's much better. <laughs> I apologize, guys. Thank you for that. Thank you for not just giggling in the background. I just wanted to say that every time we have a tech issue, every time I forget to take something off loop, it's this little rat right here that loves to sleep on my lap, loves to walk on the keyboard while we do the show. She's uh, she's something. But uh, very lucky to have her. Very lucky to have her. Welcome back, everybody, in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network at VOCNation.com. In fact, I think she muted me when she walked across the keyboard, so that uh, that is not a surprise whatsoever. But, uh, you know, it's, it's good to be back, guys. And, and once again, if you want to call in tonight, the number is no number. Just visit no number. VOC.com from your browser, from your you know, from the incognito browser on your phone, your tablet, your computer, all that stuff. Uh, thank you to Drew Hood for taking the time with us tonight. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, so now here we are. We're back. And, um, <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. It's good to be back with you guys. You know, I, I miss it. I do. Like, Wednesday through Monday... Just don't do it for me, you know. Just a joyless slog without without all this. Yeah, joyless and slog are, are two perfect perfect ways to describe me. 
See, I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate enough that I get to throw that Thursday show in there and kind of breaks it up a little bit. Oh, yeah, no, that'd be way too much for me. I, I, I don't like anybody on that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you like people, but you don't like them that much, right? Right, yeah. No. My wife's like, I want you to only go on once a week. She's like, because we need the other nights for whatever. I'm like, fine. I'll sacrifice. Years ago, before either of you guys were around, um, I was broadcasting on this thing seven nights a week. Easy. Wow. Sometimes they, I was like Ric Flair of like, <laughs> like podcasting is just starting out and I'm going on here live like sometimes eight, nine, ten times a week. I was doing a show with uh, Papa Don of, on the independent circuit. I was doing a show with um, Bobby Fish before he made it big. Um, you know, ECWA, we were doing a show. Uh, another independent New Moon Rising Wrestling, we were doing a show with them. Uh, we had In the Room. I was doing VOC Nation Wrestling, you know, VOC Nation, which was like on the radio and on the network. So I, I was literally like, I, I was doing a dating show, Howard. That's how bad it got. <laughs> wow. And the, and the best part about a dating show is we still get people like John from Rhode Island and Rat Boy calling it, even though it's a dating show. <laughs> it was fun. Uh. Good, stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Elimination Chamber, I guess, uh, from the world of, you know, from thumbs up to, like, thumbs down, eh, I'm kind of like, kind of like Yeah, that. I'm kind of in the middle. Right yeah. in the middle. But, like I said, but on, on, the downward, on the downward side, we're closer to empty than we are to full. Nowhere near as good as the Royal Rumble, I don't think. No. 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 Yeah, no. It kind of felt to me, and like, again, I'm a little nitpicky with stuff, but it kind of felt to me like SmackDown was like highlighted in the Royal Rumble, and they had to give Raw Stars a chance to be able to do something too. And you see what happened. That's where the Elimination Chamber. <laughs> it's still the it's still the stupid result of having you don't need two world champions for one company. Uh-huh. Um, no, you don't. You just need to have a world champion who's a good world champion. Or a, a, a world champion who is there occasionally, I should say. Uh, no, they should be there all the time. And honestly, maybe I'm a little more old school, but that belt should be defended at, at least at minimum every pay-per-view. I think, Every pay-per-view. I think it's time. And Jack Tunney can't come back and do this, obviously. Uh, but I think it's time. To start reinforcing the 30-day rule. Uh, I'm all for that. Now, now that means Roman Reigns don't have to fight on SmackDown or Raw. But you're right. Every time they have a pay-per-view, he should be on there. Right. Because in theory, the pay-per-views or premium live events, as they're called now, are the the showcase of your best of the best. And your best should be your world champions. They should be defending against the best. You know, every pay-per-view. I agree. I agree. And the tag team titles, they actually... It's funny because they know what's better. They're just afraid to jump in with it, you know? Um, you need that champion travel in between shows. I hate to say it. You know, the tag team titles, 
part of the problem that they're having is that they can't focus on more than three or four things at a time. So, like, right now, the tag team titles. Like, real quick, Howard, who are the tag team champions in WWE? Uh, Judgment Day, isn't it? Yes. Okay. You did it faster than I would have. Well, only because I just I just watched Raw, so. Yeah. <laughs> if Matt, you would ask me tomorrow, champion. I might have been a little hesitant. <laughs> Matt, who's the U.S. champion? Uh, it's Logan Paul. Okay. You did it that fast. Yeah. Okay. To me, I, I contend. That if you have a hard time remembering who a champion is, then they probably shouldn't be the champion of any division. You might get me on the women's tag. Oh wait, it's it's damage control right it, now. Yeah, it's damage control. Yeah. So you know, after rebooking WrestleMania and coming up with this great idea for the title for title, uh, what I would really like to see done is have one champion, one ICUS. NXT champion, get rid of the North American title, one women's tag, one men's tag, what am I missing? One women's single. And the champions travel between the shows. That's the way it should be. That's how it was in the original draft many years ago now, wasn't it? Champions yeah. 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 shows. Yeah, and they only split them because they wanted to be able to do brand brand special shows or whatever. Yeah, and we saw how long that lasted. Yeah, it didn't last right. long at all because there wasn't enough talent. Right. If if what, you're going to split the shows, that then legitimately split them and don't don't cross advertise between the two of them. The, Treat the each show as its independent show. Yeah, the problem in 2002 was there wasn't enough talent to justify having two shows. That's why the joint. That's why the separate pay per views didn't work because why would I watch a three hour pay per view? That's no different than a two-hour Raw. Right. And that was the issue. You know, and, and they were fresh off the Attitude Era, so they used to giving everybody everything for free. Now at least they've slowed down the booking a little bit, especially under Triple H. I think it does help to make the pay-per-views feel more special than they used to. But, yeah, I mean... Listen, your main eventers on Raw were like, in 2002, were like, what, like Bubba Ray, who was basically a tag team guy at the time, you know? Yeah. It was like, it was weird. JBL, who was basically a tag team guy at the time. I mean, the NWO, Big Show, like, I mean, there were stars, don't get me wrong. Ric Flair wasn't wrestling. It, it was a weird time. I really like the idea of a brand split, but I wish that they would have had as much talent as they do now when they were doing the 2002 brand split because I think it would have been better on a two-hour show. I yeah, really they, they, need to, they, need to cut, they need to cut an hour out of Raw. Yeah. I'm hoping Netflix is going to do that because now those ads are just kind of going to be dynamically inserted i'm guessing you know or they won't even have to worry about ads really or at least not network ads because netflix is paying for this yeah netflix is paying for it so there won't be any commercials to speak of really unless they're going to do a live tier and they're going to start charging for that i don't know i don't know that i would pay for a live tier to watch roll though i think i would just watch it on demand the next day yeah yeah that's, yeah. that's, that's what, what i, I, I mean, do that now yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
I watch it on my DVR so I can fast forward through the commercials and get through it in about two hours. I, I, I watched not, not this past one, but the last Raw last week, I watched it 55 minutes. Yeah, I don't know. I got through you're it all for, three you're hours of Raw. <laughs> you're skipping stuff if you're doing that. Well, because I, I, I see what I need to see. I don't yeah. need to see all of it. And, you know, because some of it, like there's matches that I, I don't care to watch, and I'll just catch the recap. So if I tell you, like, Liv Morgan set herself on fire in a backstage promo, you'd have no idea. No, I wouldn't. No, I had to go back and watch it then. <laughs> you should read about it and you'd know to go back and look. Right, I'm going to go back and watch it. And, and WWE, not for nothing, Matt, but WWE brags about how high their YouTube numbers are with different things. Their YouTube numbers are only high because people aren't watching it live. Right. Which is not a great metric for a show that, yeah. that you know, it's bread and butter is its live viewers. <laughs> right. Like CM Punk you know, doing his return promo. I think that's got the record right now for the most views on YouTube. Well, does that mean that not enough eyes were on it when he actually did it? That that many people are going, because it wasn't that good of a promo. So don't tell me no. that everybody who watched it times four went back and rewatched it. No. Yeah. They're, they're watching it for the first time on YouTube. Exactly. I'll I'll go, I'll even go a step further and tell you why YouTube views are absolutely worthless as a metric for measuring anything. <laughs> it's right. because it doesn't it literally uh, assuming you have an internet connection it literally costs you nothing to view anything on YouTube. Yeah. Even oh, with cable true. like you still need to pay for the cable package that has USA even though that's part for most people that's about as basic of a cable package as you can get. Yeah. But there's still something to be said for there being some kind of a paywall there outside of you know just internet access for youtube so it's like Even well it's like, free so you yeah. can't you like you can't measure that against something that people would actually pay money for no it's true you're you're being you're right and like you know even like smackdown like okay that's a network show you still have to have cable to watch fox yeah or, uh, or you're not you're, you're, like, you're, or, not yeah, doing, yeah. you're not doing bunny ears, I'm assuming. I don't think anyone does that anymore. Dude, I have a digital antenna on my television. It Do doesn't really? look like bunny ears. Yeah, it looks, it's just like a flat piece of plastic that sits behind the TV. But yeah, yeah. That's funny. They, they work. I didn't realize that they had, okay. Yep. So what do you just stream and then have the bunny ears for like three, six, ten yep. box? Yep. That's, wow. That's pretty much you. exactly what I, yeah. Good for that's, you. When I originally cut the cord, that's how I envisioned yeah. it. I would, you know, have a couple streaming services, and I'd have, you know, I'd have a digital antenna for the local stations. Yeah, so I could watch sports. Now, like I, I'm lucky enough because I have a job where uh, that in and of itself makes me pretty lucky. But I have a job where my boss, in theory, pays for my internet connection, and I get like the gigablast, so it's really fast, and I don't have to pay for that. So, and I also get a landline phone, so I have the triple play, but now I'm only playing for one third of the triple pay, triple play. So I'm basically getting cable at like this huge discount. And that is the only reason that I have it. Make make no mistake about it. (laughs) I would not have it otherwise, you know, and all those streaming things, (laughs) we would have gotten rid of it by now. I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, yeah. And as a wrestling journalist, of course, all this stuff is a write-off anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I yeah. suppose you could say that. I remember I remember my editor when I started with Pro Wrestling Illustrated, God, almost 20 years ago. He told me that if I ordered the pay-per-views, I could write them off. And I thought, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> and they were doing at the time, I think, two pay-per-views a month. So that's 24 yeah. pay-per-views times. They weren't $30 like they were when we were little. They were $65 or $70 or whatever. <laughs> Even if I skip the HD. Um, yeah, that's an awful lot to lay out for the potential for a, a write-off down the line. So, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, callvoc.com is the number to call in. And we're going to bring on right now Rat Boy. Legendary. Legendary. A legendary one. That's right, legendary. brother. That's right, man. I tell you what, man, that pay-per-view, that was awesome. You're probably the only one that thinks that. Him and the Miz. Yeah. You're like, what do you think about the show, Miz? Awesome. It it was. The girls really put their uh their, their wrestling to the skill. You know what I'm saying? The girls put their wrestling to the skill. I, I gotta say, Matt, their skills. We're looking incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I think I take your meaning. Yes. yes. They, they are definitely skilled. They really took it to the, the top. The but the guys, do. wait a minute. There was one problem, though. Okay? Just one? There was one problem was with the females and the male, male uh, elimination chamber. Was it that Rhea Ripley stole Rikishi's trunks? No, no, no. What it is that I give the girls credit because they wrestle without no referee in the ring. What do you mean? They they somebody had to make a count. Like there was no no referee in that ring whatsoever. Are you sure about I think Jessica Carr was in there because they were saying it was the first time a woman referee did it. Hmm. I'm not sure. Uh, I know she was there, but she she left. I mean, it's not like a video game. I don't think you can just let not have. What do you just have like on the speaker like one, two, three? Like, how do you do it if you don't have a referee in there? Okay, I got a question for both teams. Okay, he ignored me. He no sold me. The Undertaker. Uh, no, he did the Samoa Joe no, walk no, away. He, he tried no, it. And he walked away. Yeah, yeah. No, I noticed something Mojo else. Said, I, I I'm think... in a street fight. And somebody jumps at me, I'm going to step to the side. This <laughs> is common sense. Okay. No, it's no, common no. Sense. I got a question for you, okay? Yeah. A really good question, okay? It's a trivia question. Well, if you have to say it's a really good question, it's probably not that good. Yeah, it is. What do they do on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown, but they don't do... At the pay-per-view event. Okay, let me answer that. You don't know what it is? I have no idea. They, they don't come out with the mic in our hands. What are you talking about? When they, when, when they introduce them, they come out with a mic or something, don't they? Doing Monday Night Raw and SmackDown, but they don't do it at a pay-per-view event. 
I don't I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, I'm I mean, I'm a little they, confused. They, they come out with microphones sometimes. Yeah, but 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 lately they hadn't. It was a shitty preview event and no mics with them. I think that's just worked out that way. By the way, Matt, uh, uh, Steve, one of the listeners, he said, YouTube is a good metric. You can compare the brand audiences and not everyone has USA channel like in other countries. YouTube is a good metric. I think that's a fair point, but I still contend that since YouTube doesn't really cost anything, the lack of a paywall doesn't give a truly accurate picture of who would actually be willing to pay to watch some of the stuff. I I think a better metric than YouTube would be to look at, and Peacock doesn't share these, but they archive Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. So to look at those numbers where people are actually subscribing to it. Yep. Because I'm sure there are people that watch it on, on Peacock. I'm almost positive there'd have to be. Well, and Hulu especially, because Hulu is, as at least as of right now, is where, you know, the day after you can watch the, the recordings of, or the, the, yeah, the recordings of Raw and Yeah, they put them up like at midnight or whatever, don't they? Yeah, something, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, although I don't like that because they choose what you're not seeing from Raw because Raw is an eight-hour show. Yeah. And there's some know. commercials you can't fast forward through when you watch it that way. Yeah, yeah. The commercial yeah. breaks tend to be shorter than they are when you're watching it on television. Like they might only hit you for like 30, 30 seconds to a minute, but mm-hmm. yeah, you still can't now, skip them. I don't have commercials on YouTube. Would I still have them if I tried to watch Raw? Not YouTube, Hulu. Would I still uh, it, have the commercials? It depends. Yeah, on if you watch it live, you will. Well, because they got to put something on when they go to commercial break. Right. They should just have like a like a backstage like camera, just like just showing like Kevin Owens picking his nose or something. <laughs> just they should just do the picture in picture or the you know the side by side with the commercials and just show whatever superstar just made their entrance their ring entrance right before the break, just standing in the ring looking despondent, wanting yeah. wanting this just <laughs> to be over. With his hands on his hips. Yeah, like, let's get this match over, like, going here. Look, like, we're looking at his about, wrist to see what time it is. So what I'm about, like, here like, for I, 10 minutes and wait for... Like, like if I... Okay, so I, I, I posted this meme earlier in the week. I shared it with you guys. I, I don't know that I really publicly shared it, but... You know, Bret Hart watching the scrambled screen, and it was like me when I was 11. Yeah. But, but it's Bret Hart backstage at Raw with his hands in his pants watching Raw like he used to do. Remember, he'd like have his hands in his like, kind yeah, of, yeah, like that. And like, you know, how great would it be if they were able to take that video of Bret Hart watching Raw and embed the current Raw show off air on that TV? And do that like picture in picture where it's Brett watching the action going on for the three minutes of commercials. Yes, Brett not and it facing is three the minutes because either. I fast forward it. Yeah, so I know it's three minutes. And with Brett not actually facing the television, facing the camera, but having to awkwardly turn his head to try to get a good view of the TV and, and right. watch it that way. Yeah, like he did it's on so Raw silly. all those yep. years. Yep, that would be a great way to go to commercial break, though. You do picture in picture. That would be better than Sammy Guevara with signs. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, may that never happen again. The Sammy Guevara signs. Staring. Well, the first time, the first time he did it <laughs> with Tay, and the fans just crapped all over it. After that, they never really did it again. <laughs> I guess uh, Tony Khan realized sticking two people out there whose gimmicks at the time were just like we're young They're and high. beautiful and in love look at us and love right. us and like oh yeah. they actually yeah. wanted them to be baby faces i didn't get it like that's like such a heel thing it's so heelish yeah we're going to we're going to make out with each other on tv because neither one of none of you could get either of us right it's like look how hot my girlfriend is and look at how hot right. my boyfriend is I'm like yeah. and you're married both insufferable like yeah i'm sure they're very nice in real life but the, but the I'm characters sure they, they play were insufferable so yeah i mean i've heard great things about both of them but to me when they didn't book them as heels it was a real missed opportunity I mean, I guess they shifted gears pretty quickly into making them outright <laughs> heels because I guess they did. you didn't really have a choice. It's yeah, not like not like the crowd was going to let up. Yeah, yeah. All right, rap boy. How can we not play bingo tonight? I thought you had bingo. No, my mom canceled out, and uh, I told him I would do doing it next week, next next Tuesday. Okay. Because I had a call in tonight because of, uh, uh, are you doing bed checks name, tonight? What's his name died, uh, last night at 7.22 and I broke the news to everybody. Thanks to, uh, Howard there. He broke the news to me and I broke Kathy, the news. Kathy broke it to us first. Oh, okay. What, Thursday? No, uh. Oh, oh, the uh, Anderson when, passed when, away. When, when Arn Anderson passed away. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, not Arn, Oli. Oli. It's like when I used to say, um, "It's awful," but like you know, Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin when they were a tag team. I used to say that if Charlie Haas like tragically passed away, Shelton Benjamin could still go on to have a really good career. Mm-hmm. But if Shelton Benjamin passed away first, I think we got to bury Charlie Haas with him. Is that awful? A little. Bad joke. Yeah. Bad joke. I mean, the point you were trying to make behind it is, is like, I, I understand the point you were trying to make, yes. Yeah. But it was dirty. It was dark. Yeah. <laughs> but, but there were mixed reviews on Ole Anderson passing away. Some were positive and encouraging, and others just weren't. It seemed to me like most of the people that were trashing him were people that either haven't met him or mm-hmm. aren't really involved. Right. They're going off rumors and, and other people's yeah. stories. And, Dirt sheets. And, and, right. You know, as opposed to like Maestro, who like mentored under him. Right. He had some really nice things to say about the guy. I never met him. I never had the opportunity. Um, it's a regret. But I also came around a little bit too late, you know, to really get to know him. So, yeah. I think I met him once. That was it. Okay. One time. Okay. In my gorgeous years. In your gorgeous years. Yes. Yeah. When was that? Back back in the mid-80s, maybe? Okay. 
when he when, when he was like, so like when you were in your fifties. Nah, uh, he he came here to the uh, CYO when they used to have, have a hearing in Trenton at the CYO. Okay. He was there. But he didn't wrestle, though. He was just there signing autographs, and that was it. Okay. Was he a curmudgeon? Huh? Was he a... Was he a <laughs> what would be the equivalent if I had to... Translate it for Rat Boy, curmudgeon. What would be a, was he was he an okay was he guy or was he yeah was he crumpy was he, or was he miserable? No, he was he was real nice to the fans. And if he was nice to you, then he was a nice guy. I'm gonna say that he was he was very nice, but I never got his autograph. I never asked him. Okay, if I would have asked him, then he would have been grumpy. And then he would have been grumpy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, right, boy. Yeah, we just can't wait to see. Uh, oh, this Thursday. Yeah, we still didn't finish. Uh, big, big day for me, by the way. I'll get oh, into really? that in a second. Yep. What is that? Me and Howard never finished uh, 1986 yet. There you what go. So you we didn't get through the entire time, year. Then? God, yeah, we got we got a, through 1985 in one show. Oh wait, no. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, no. But there was a lot happening in '86. I think you ought to jump ahead to 1995 and really delve in. <laughs> That's all right. We'll, we'll we'll stick with 1986. <laughs> we're sticking with '86 because there was a lot of restaurant then. Okay. The title tournament event, wasn't it? Not the big event, the, the tournament the, at Shea Stadium, wasn't that 86? 86. Yep. Yeah. And, and what it is that the 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 breaking of, of the um the the uh the um the terrorists and all you know not the terrorists, the um territories. You know what I'm saying? Let him work through it. You gotta it, let him yeah. work through it when he says stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the territories, you know, that's where it broke everything apart. Yeah. When when WWE was going down south and NWA and WCW was was on the East Coast up in uh Michigan or anywhere like that, you know what I'm saying? They were all over the place in '86. Okay. All right. So it sounds like another uh, fun 1986 show. Yes. Okay. Yep. God bless you, Howard. Yeah, but we're this doing a good cross, job. This is the cross I have to bear, Brady. This is the cross <laughs> I have to bear. <laughs> you don't even got like uh, you don't even got like the good Samaritan on the side that's willing to like help carry it, you know? No, no, they just added another one and they just piling them up, and I got to keep carrying them. That's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> you got Ratboy jumping on your back, pulling you down while yeah. you're doing it. Yeah, tell me go faster, go faster. <laughs> I, I, at least I was showing off my uh my restaurant figures when 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 they uh first came out. Okay. Okay. You no, know, I I got I had half of them, but I but I kept the ones that I wanted. Nice. But my dream match always be my dream match: the Superfly versus Hulk Hogan, and that would never happen. No, I would say it's not going to happen. Nope. That's a long shot. 
Yeah. Unless I dress up like Superfly Snoop and go after Hulk Hogan. Yeah, and even that's probably not going to happen. Yeah, you know, and... uh. Knowing what I know about Hulk Hogan, he, he wouldn't even want to fight him, so... I know, I know last week we were talking. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. After the show went off the air, I saw the message saying that, um... Grandma Hulk's her husband passed away, you know, rest, rest in peace, brother, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and keep prayers for Granny, Hulkster. Mm-hmm. And plus, plus the guy that we, I took over the show, you know, the show, I hope he comes in, comes in soon to help us out with this uh, 86 stuff, because I think he was around then, but he was an amateur then. You didn't even ask. You didn't even ask why Thursday is going to be so cool for me. He doesn't why care. Why be so cool for he you, Brady? He's self-centered. He's self-centered. <laughs> he's all about 1986 right now. All he cares about is 1986. <laughs> when I was when I was freaking eight years old. What do I care about? What I missed when I was eight. Okay, Brady. <laughs> all right. So this well, what's Thursday, going on, Boy, on Thursday? What's going on Thursday? Well, Rat Boy, I got this plan to save money. Um, I'm, I'm closing on a house this Thursday. Oh, really? Oh, very nice. Yes, and I didn't want to say anything earlier because I didn't want to jinx it, but supposedly we're good to go. So hopefully I'm not jinxing it saying this. So I'm supposed to close on a house on Thursday, and uh, it's, it's a leap year. It's February 29th. Which means I'm only yeah. gonna have to pay taxes on it once every four years. There you go. That See how it worked out. That is, that Whoa, I'm going there you go. Or, or it could mean that your mortgage is gonna last you 120 years. <laughs> right. I didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah. Or it could be I'll be in prison after four years of not paying my taxes, right. waiting for the next leap year. Uh, <laughs> any of those. Any of those. Any of no, that uh, is a possibility. So, well, right away, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pretty close to you still. But I'm still oh, okay. going to give you my address. I'll okay. You know, Bristol Borough, right along the river. Oh, beautiful okay. Home. Beautiful home. See, you should have told him you were moving to like Mechanicsburg or something. So he could be there with all his friends from 1986. Right. Actually, actually, he'd be in that <laughs> You'd be right there in that neck of the woods where the bingo is. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be, be right, right, right there. You're right. You'd be, be right, right there. The, I'll be right near the bingo. I'll be right near the Walmart, and I probably won't. Yeah. I would maybe do bingo. I'm probably not going to do Walmart. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The, that, that Walmart over there is closed down. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. The one, the one in Bristol. The yeah, one in Bristol. Yeah, but the other one up in Tullytown's open. That's the one in Tullytown. Yeah, that one's been closed a couple years there. On yeah. Yeah. I used, I used to go to that one, too, me and my mom. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was my mom's favorite, but it closed, so it's okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe when I call you or you can meet me somewhere in Bristol by the firehouse there. And we, could go, and we could go out some dinner right there at the uh the Golden Eagle Diner. The Golden Eagle. I'm a big fan of the Golden Eagle in terms of diners. I haven't been there in years. 
I like I'll it. tell you what, they got good food in there. They do. Uh, they do. Yep. So that's where I'm going to be. Not right away. We're going to do some work on the house before we move in, but. Like what? Paint and all that other stuff? I, I, well, yeah, Rat Boy. I mean, you know, I don't want it to look like uh, an old. I don't want it to look like the house was last restored in 1986. So. <laughs> all right, you ready for this? Yeah. I'm going to show You're you something, right? okay? I'm going to show okay. you something, all right? Take off your shirt. No, yeah, this is no, always no, scary. No, no. I, I'm ready for work. Oh, boy. All right, brother. You a good I, painter? I, I need get... some work. Yeah. Can you do hardwood floors? Do you do that? Uh, I I know somebody that could do that, it for you. Do you do blacktop? I know that somebody could do that for you too. Do you do fencing? Uh, I know no. a guy. He's gonna say no. No. If I if I if I do a fence, that means I'd be I'd be fenced myself in and I can't get out. Yeah, that's why I wouldn't turn to you for fencing. No. For just that reason, yeah. But but I, I am a good painter. I'm a lousy painter, but I, I don't trust you. I hate oh, painting. Come on, Brady. I know what to do, man. You just buy the tools, just give me the paint, and I'll be there 24-7 to get it done in uh, two days. You, how could you pass up an opportunity with having a rat boy in your house for 24 hours a day? He looks like he dipped his face in white paint. Look at that mustache. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. I'm just playing then. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you need anybody, you know, get a hold of me. You know, I I, I get a, a guy over here, you know, knows painting and all that other stuff. And he, if, if I go on. If I need to get a hold of anybody, and I mean anybody, it'll be you. Okay. There's a case you need to help you all. Where it's got to be anybody. I get somebody from here in the building and help us out, and boom, you know. He's a good painter, too, you know. Well, how do you know that? Did he paint for you? Huh? He did your mustache? No, no, no. He just did his mustache tonight. He showed me some work that he's done. Okay. You know? Right. And, right. and he's pretty good. And, and my, uh... My cousin, okay, he, he's a good uh, outside person. He could build a fence for you. He could, he could do the roof in for you. He could do everything for you. I didn't even he was an outside person. Like, don't let him in. To me, this to is, me, this, this guy got, got, got the money pit. Stuff, stuff for the high, high stuff. He'll do the high stuff? Yeah, they got, this guy does all the high stuff for you. Does he do that? up there? Do you got a slingshot or something? What I do no, just, is just throw a rope over the house and pull him up. Listen, I recommend him to uh, Kathy. I don't think Kathy uh, used him, but I'm going to recommend you to him. Uh, I send you his email and all the other stuff. Okay, thank you, Rat Boy. All right, because because I, he's a good. I have to look into it. I I because like I don't know how much you know about Bristol Barrow. But I get the sense that they're not really happy to be part of Bucks County or like the country or anything or the state. They like seem like they want to be emancipated from everything. So you might have to have like 
like a Bristol Borough certified contractor come in. I don't know. A how permit. A permit. You might need a permit. I'm a little worried because those kind of things tend to be a lot of money. Yes. But, yes. And I suspect that your guy probably is pretty cheap. Yes, he is. I'm sure. We don't need no I, I tell him. I can I tell him that mm -hmm. that you're in good hoots with a whole bunch of wrestlers. He would jump on you just like that. Boom. Uh, okay. I'm going to I'm going to get this job. I need somebody yeah. to jump on me. Yeah. 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 You know, he will, he will, he will hurt me. Right shit on my face. <laughs> kidding. No. I'm kidding. No, no. He would jump on your job because, because you know all these wrestlers and all. Yeah. You know, and he, he could tell you, you know, if he asks you about, oh, how about the blue meaning? You ever met the blue meaning? Boom. You know? Yeah. You want to say, yeah. Yeah, I got double heat with the blue mini. Well, as soon as I uh, get off here, I will send you the link within 24 hours. Okay. Within okay. 24 hours. Okay. So by the 25th hour, if I don't hear from you, then I know. Move something. on. Yeah. Come help me down. Somebody else. You got Come help me down. Hours. Come help me down. Come help him down. I'm worried just <laughs> by just because he knows where I am now, like. The sewers are all networked. I, I think he can get to Bristol Borough without even coming above ground. No, he can go right underground. Yeah. Never have he to come to the to surface. Swim a little. Come, right, so he's coming out of your toilet. Actually, I could jump. His head comes up to the kitchen sink. I could jump right there on a separate line. I could jump on a separate line and hit. Uh, the septic line? Yeah, the separate line, you know. Septic line, yeah. You know, the train. Right. That's one, two. The right. third step might be in Bristol. Yeah, it's Trenton, Levittown, Bristol, right? Yep. Yeah. How close yeah. are you to the train? Huh? How close are you to the train in Britain, Trenton, Trenton? Um, about. I have to. I had to brush it now. I can't walk it. I'll be. I'll be about a mile. From the train in Bristol. A mile? Yeah, we're right near Green Green Lane. Well, we're kind of in between like Green Lane and like God, I probably shouldn't be going this into detail. Right, yeah. Stop yeah. yeah. Stop yeah. right there. I know we're in a green I, I, area with convenient access to the shops. There you go. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also not too far from the train station, which is nice. Right, because the train station ain't that far away. And right off the turnpike, and it really is a great location. It's like right near everything, including like ninety five and the turnpike. It, it's I love it's I love the Amish market that's up there. That's awesome. Oh right yeah, that's like yeah, very close. Yes, yeah. I've the never Amish been in there. Market. You that you never been? Oh, no, dude, you got to check it out. You know, been you check it out on Saturday or Sunday. Well, in, in fact, I said like we're gonna have a back deck. I said we should try and get some furniture for it there. They're, they're open on I didn't know they had food there. Yeah, yeah. they got all kinds of good food. Oh, they had delicious food there, Brady. Like a mini shady maple or what? What's that? Like a mini shady maple kind of or what? Well, it, it's all like prepared food. You, you, you know, you, yeah. there is some seating there, but you you know you take it home and they have they have you know um, like lunch meat there. They have. Um, Meat there. They have chicken. They have a great bakery. Okay. Yes, and plus, plus, they, 
the plus the old-fashioned uh, candy, too, for a penny. They, they got that stuff there, too. Nice. They got the shoestring uh, licorice. They got everything. Sounds like a nice man. thing. Sounds like a nice thing. Yeah, but, but this Thursday, I'll be down Columbus with my mom showing okay. stuff. And the Amish place is going to be open there. I'm going to have to stop by Columbus some point. I know I keep saying it. I go every year, but it always seems like it's when you're not there. How convenient. Well, I'm going to be there this, this uh, Thursday. All right. I probably can't do this Thursday, considering the whole buying a house thing. Yeah, yeah. there's some things that take precedent. Good deal. Mm -hmm. Good deal. Well, you know, you got, you got, you got to take your your, your wife to Amish place on a Thursday after you get that closure. Go in there and get early, to eat, man. They got don't everything. They close early? Huh? They close early, don't they? They close no. at four or five o'clock, I think. Yeah, they close about five. They close about five over there. But I got a lot of time to go there, so. Cause me and my mom always leave here you around. Got Thirty years. <laughs> me and my mom always leave here around uh, about I four, still... and we get in there around a uh, little after five, and they're they're still open. It is pretty messed up, Howard. I I, I told uh, I told the mortgage broker when we were signing the papers, and it, and it hit me. Thirty years. I said, I'm going to be seventy six years old if I see this mortgage through. Yep. And that's assuming we don't extend it. Or right. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh. but yeah, that's my old, I grew up in Levittown, so that was my old stomping ground out there. Oh, I didn't know that. What, what section were yes. you in? Um, Indian Creek. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk off air because I am still in Levittown at the moment. Indian Creek, is that where the guy killed his dad? Is that where the guy killed his dad? Was that Indian Creek? I, I don't know where. It, I, I I saw it. I was traveling when it happened, so I, I kind of saw it, but I didn't okay. see exactly where it happened. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty gruesome. The guy lost his head, man. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> you might, you might, find his head, you might find his head in, in your backyard. You never know. Just imagine if he did it at Halloween. And like nobody knew, you know. Right, it was just a decoration. Yeah, I really am dark. Something wrong. With we, we 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 never even got to our homework assignment, Brady, and we're almost done. Oh crap! What was the homework? Oh crap! I didn't even do it. What was that? It was rebook uh, a wrestler, right? Uh oh, Graham. We'll do yep. that next week. All right, because because I, I did mine, but but I'll save it for next week because I went more on the. Yeah, I went more on the ridiculous side than serious. Did you have the Undertaker like be the Eggman? No, no, no. I I actually rebooked the tag team. Nice. Well, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, I forgot about that. I didn't push it for anybody. I didn't do it myself. So I'm the only one that done it. Wow. Yeah. Oh well. You did I'm it. Huh? We could probably let Ratboy rebook his right now. You yeah, want to you save want it me? for next week too? Yeah, I'm gonna save mine yeah, next save week. Next week. Save it for next week. Next week. Cool. I I, I got a better one though. Okay. 
All right, so uh, I guess we're good for this week. I, I mean, I feel like I'm good. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm good. So WCW Retro this Thursday, uh, you guys are covering February of 19... 1986. Yeah, we're 1986 we part January two. January last week. Okay. We did January, February. That one. Right over the head. Yep. It's all good. <laughs> so all good. We'll, we'll get through 1986 this Thursday. I feel like you guys are going to take longer to finish this than 1986 does. <laughs> There's a lot going we'll on. We'll, we'll, we'll get it done. We'll find out. I'm just having some fun with you. <laughs> all right, Rat Boy. You take okay. care. Now we'll see everybody on Thursday right here on the VOC. No. Paul yes. VOC Nation. There you go. All right. Love you, brother. Uh, so anyway, thank you, everybody, for checking out this episode of In the Room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. VOCNation.com. Uh, be sure to check out all the other great shows live and on demand on the website. Uh, tomorrow Night Rock and Roll Union is at 7 Eastern. Thursday, WCW Retro. We got Wrestling with History in the queue. We got Bumps and Thumps Sunday at 12. We got In the Room each and every Tuesday night right here. 9 Eastern. I'm sorry, 9 Eastern. Wow, that's been a while. 7.30 yeah, no, no. Eastern. <laughs> 7.30 Eastern. VOCNation.com. And, uh, yeah, that's going to do it. Thank you to Drew Hood. Thank you to all the competitors who have stopped in and we're gonna have another great one next week i'm really excited about that but you know you guys are gonna leave it be a little surprised you know we'll have some fun with it but thank you for all the support guys thank you to the callers the best crew i could ever ask for and uh that's it everybody take care be good to each other and i love you all very much bye-bye have a good night everybody <laughs>